What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Playing Rotation Podcast. CJ Longboy, Scott Jackson, Jack Calhoun, and Ryan Eisendrath here with you today. Today is Wednesday, December 9th, and today we're just going to be talking about some, you know, current sporting events. You know, that entails fantasy football, that includes uh, the ESPN NBA 100 list, and, you know, LeBron James going off on Kyrie Irving. So, you know, let's get all let's, let's just get into it. Guys, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. I got That's a buy in both of our leagues. <laughs> I'm feeling great. <laughs> you love to hear it. You love to hear it. You know, it's been, it's been, it's been, it's been a real tough week just because, oh. you know, last week I was, I, last week I was literally saying that Santa came, came early. You know, I had my 11 to 0 Steelers. I had buys in both leagues. I was on an all time high in my life. And then just like that, you know, both buys get taken from me and my Steelers lose. Yes, sir. There you go. That was the, the big one. The Steelers are 11 and 1. The Steelers are still <laughs> the number one team in the AFC. <laughs> oh, wait, what? You realize the Chiefs are in the AFC too, right? Yeah. Well, we're both oh. 11 and 1. Okay. All right. All right. Jack, how you feeling today? I know you feel pretty good, right? You know what? I'm not even going to talk. <laughs> I am hor- doing horrible. Absolutely horrible. Tell us why. Tell us why. Yeah, Jack, tell us why. I just got knocked out of the playoffs. And guess who took his spot? I was Mr. a CJ Lombard. I took Jack's spot in the playoffs. Yes, sir. And um, guess who matches up against CJ? Me. Let's just be clear here. Ryan and uh, Scott are extremely happy for this because my team has no business not making the playoffs. I mean, I'll I'll say it. I'd way rather play CJ in the playoffs. They than are so happy wow, that they get I, to play CJ over me. I am I am very happy because Jack has C Mac, and C Mac's supposed to return from injury this upcoming week. So yeah, I'm I'm hyped. I'm definitely I mean, happy. I play CJ, and just to throw this out there, this will be our fourth matchup of the year. And guess who has <laughs> swept him this season? <laughs> me, three and zero. Oh, yep. Uh, CJ, I gotta say, I'm rooting for you this week because uh, I gotta say, I'd rather play you than than Scott in the playoffs. You know what? So. I'm not even tripping. I have, I don't know. You know, like it, it's we have an underdog. We have an underdog mentality over here on uh, on this side. Um, I know it's fantasy football, and I can't control any of it. But uh, you know, I'm gonna manifest you know good numbers from my players this week. I'm gonna manifest uh, a dub. You know, I'm feeling it. You know, Taysom Hill is my answer at quarterback. Jonathan Taylor is coming along. But, uh, you know, while we're on the uh, topic of fantasy football, let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about our fantasy – or briefly talk about our fantasy seasons. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, how we feel about our teams going into the playoffs. So, you know, let's have, uh, let's have Scott, you kick, it us, you, kick it, you kick it off and tell us about your season briefly. Tell us how you feel about your squad. All right, well, I'll start off with ESPN League because that's the league I, I I think going into ESPN League, I really didn't care as much just because, you know, it was low low buy-in, which means not much payout. And, you know, I really took a lot of risk when it came to drafting. And um, I think, I, I mean, I was first place. I was first place out of the 13 weeks. I was first place nine of the weeks. So, and I, I, I kind of thought that I was going to get a buy but that got taken from me. But like, I mean, it's okay. I made the playoffs. I'm going in the playoffs, number three ranked. Um, we have three guys tied for first at ten and three. 
So and and I got CJ week one. So I'm really not. Tra- it's basically <laughs> <a bye> week. <laughs> so like, hey, I, I, mean, I tend to buy, but like it's a buy. So so we good. Oh you know? oh, you're gonna feel so bad when I beat you next week. You're, you're not though. Feel- so- like, you're not that's so the bad when like I'm really not team. tripping. I'm really not tripping. CJ, the amount of times that your team scores a hundred and below is like out is just astonishing. Let me just go on. Let me just go tell on him, Jack. This. Let me just go out and say this. My team is five and eight in this league, so I have no business being in the playoffs. But you know, I made I made the necessary adjustments. I am the NFC East of this uh, of this uh, fantasy league, so. You know, Scott, hey, hey, CJ, in our two matchups, <laughs> I've outscored you 311 to 196. Oh, my God. You, the fact that you, you're you talking about you're going to upset me, <laughs> my, team my, team is, my team is picking it up. I have a new quarterback. CJ, you had one good week, and CJ, that was I'm this look, week. I'm looking at your roster week. right now on ESPN. You're going you're gonna to need a big week from uh, Diggs and Lockett is all I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah, well, Diggs I, is a must start. I think Diggs is, you know, I got faith in my boy Stephon Diggs. Scott has a little more leeway, like he's got Kamara he's got more depth. Bro, my team is nasty, bro. But the thing is, is Herbert can't be having the week that he did this week. Like, I need my Chargers boys to turn up just because I have Herbert, Keenan, and I have Eckler. Scott, tell us quickly who's on your team and like tell us about players that you like going into the playoffs and tell us to about. start it off my starting QB none other than the goat himself Mr. Justin Herbert you know I got my, oh, my oh, RB1 no, let me finish. I'm, I'm just getting started my RB1 the number one the number one running back in the league right now Alvin Kamara you know, no, that's not, not true, but okay. I don't know about all fantasy, that. No, no, fantasy. Oh, fantasy, okay, fantasy okay, wise. Okay. I'm talking about fantasy, y'all. Okay. Okay. All right. So, my RB2, the number four ranked running back in the league, James Robinson. Yes, sir. I got Keenan Allen and Devontae Parker at my receivers. Kenny G is hurt. He's on my bench, but we, he might come back next week. So, and then. Bro, I got Darren Waller as my tight end who went off for 200 yards last week. You know, and I got Eckler as my flex. I got the number one defense on my team. You know, my team's kind of sacked. I'm not going to lie. I'm really not tripping. It's a bye week. Uh, 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 Hold up. We got some red flags that we need to address here. Alvin Kamara's kind of been slowing down. Does that not concern you a little bit? I mean, you got Latavius Murray back there. Like, he had one bad week. He had a bad week last week, but he had a good game in his last game. And they play Philadelphia. Shout out Maher. They got a, they got a good run D, dude. I'm not talking crap on Philadelphia, but like their defense ain't all that, you know. Okay. And then did Herbert did Herbert's like off week this week? Does that scare you at all? It doesn't scare me because it was against the Patriots. And next week they have Atlanta. I'm pretty sure. So. Jack, how do we feel about the Patriots defense this week and keeping them on your bench? <laughs> <laughs> Worst decision of my life. <laughs> I saw the block punt, and I saw like the return for a touchdown, and I was like, "Oh my god, Jack's gonna knock me out of the playoffs." I go, "I peep his score. You got the Rams in there." I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, I didn't. I thought that the Chargers were gonna come out and at least do decent. I didn't think there'd be so much. Yeah. You know, I'm, I mean, I'm not- bro. A forty-five to zero win like that—you just don't expect that. Like, no, not at all. But it would happen to me out of all people. <laughs> as soon as soon as, I put, as soon as I put these guys out on the bench, the they fantasy they gods been... knew that Jack auto drafted. But I low-key kind of hold myself because last week I didn't play Austin Eckler, and if I would have done that, I would have gotten a buy. 
this week. So fantasy though, like so tough. I know, but I mean, we lost last week. No, no, I, I I didn't lose last week, but points. Basically, I got the buy because of the points, and I think I beat him by like three points or something. Like it was close. I guess the one good thing to walk away from the season is that I was undefeated against Ryan. Dude, I, wow. <laughs> how, how am I undefeated against one of the best teams in the league? And and I and I lost to the bottom to, like the the bottom of the league. Jack, you can't say that because the bottom has a better record than you. <laughs> it, but I lost to the bottom of the league. I beat the I beat one of the best and I lost to the bottom. Okay. CJ, the only reason you beat me is because oh my I didn't want to get into it. I didn't go off, Jack. Go off. No, 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 no. I was up by I was I'm up dying. by thirty. Right. I was up by thirty six points, man. Going into the last day. That's and tough. what happens? What happens? I don't know, man. George Maybe. Kittle. George Kittle goes off for forty. Jack, we'll give you a. Um, I want. You, we'll give you the floor because you know. We'll give you the floor here. Tell us about your fantasy season briefly. Tell us about your players. Tell us about like what happened and you know your your assessment of what happened this year. Extremely underwhelming. If I'm I mean, you can't anything. expect much when you don't draft your team. Okay, sorry that I wasn't available. He to also, draft. He, he also had CMC, which is. So not, I'm just McCaffrey, I'm just giving him crap. So Let me McCaffrey, just say this though. Let me say this though. If you, for all you, if you're, if for any of those listening who plays fantasy football, if you have Christian McCaffrey on your team, going into the playoffs, going into the playoffs, you should be thinking like in your head, I'm going to win this this whole damn league. I'm gonna run that. Give me that money because Christian McCaffrey is a walking thirty piece. You were able to go go whole season without him, and then for you to like finally have him on your team going into the playoffs, I, I got my money on you. That's I don't know. I just I would feel really good about that. But, um, thanks. Thanks. Can't relate, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. You want to continue? I mean, my favorite guy on my team is definitely Kelsey, uh, especially since Chris McCaffrey has been out. Kelsey was obviously kind of like that big man that always went off for me, kept me in games. He had a few bad weeks, but overall, I love Travis Kelsey. I have him in Yahoo. That man. That man is freaking the most consistent player I have. Easily. Yeah. Um, you know, got me a 30-piece this week, pretty much. Uh, Hopkins, what can I say about him besides throw him the damn ball? Throw him the ball. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. I have Hopkins in my other league. I had so many close calls in, in games to where Hopkins would – and I'd look at the score sheet, and I'd be like, man, Hopkins only got five points for me this week. <laughs> and I lost by, like, five. Jack, it's not, but It's not his fault, Jack. It's his quarterback. No. Okay, I know, but it just it just hurts. Really you know, hurts. I think with the I think with the Cardinals, like I'm watching them play and they're running the ball a lot more. That's what I've noticed. Like they're getting Kenyon Kenyon Drake a lot more involved than they did when he was before he got hurt. So I think that has to do with D Hop not getting as many touches. And then last but not least, the man who won me some games, but also just costed me everything, especially in my loss to Taylor. Um, is Mr. Tom Brady. When he was on, when he was on, dude, he went off. But There were games this year. Jack's like at halftime. Tom Brady's got like one point. He's going off. Next thing you know, Tom Brady ends the game with like four TDs. He's got like 30 points. Yeah, there were those games, and that was amazing. But then there was games where I look at it, 
and he threw for two interceptions, no touchdowns, and he got me two points. I'm sorry. And sorry that's, for your loss. That is tough. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, but, go ahead. Briefly talk about oh, – I'm sorry, Jack. But... Damn, CJ. <laughs> trying to move along really a little. You're really trying to just end my season. <laughs> Try to get our – you know, we got we're on a, we're on a time. Hey, we, just, we feel bad for Jack, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we got to give him his airtime just because we feel bad. <laughs> Especially since I would have won this league if I was in the playoffs. All right, Jack. I don't know. I don't know about you that. You on that comment, Jack. Ryan, ask your two. I, I two and owed you. Okay. I did lose to Scott, though. Mm-hmm. I lost to Scott. John has two. Bro, John, out of my three losses, John has two. My money on is me. on John Horry in the ESPN league if it's All not right. on me. All so. right. Your, your money is on John Horry until you hear my team. All right, let's hear it. My team's lit. I got the number one quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. I got the number two running back in the league, Dalvin Cook, who would be the number one running back in the league if he wasn't hurt for two games. I got DeMont, the number 11 running back in the league. I got A-Rob, the number 11 wide receiver in the league. Number Calvary, 11. The number 12 wide receiver number in the league. 11. Fantasy points, relax. I got <laughs> number three, wide, three tight end in the league. Justin Jefferson, number six wide receiver in the league. And then I got the Bears defense. And then I got Buck. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something. I also got James Conner on the bench who could put up 20 any given game. I got T.Y. Hilton. I got Noah Fant. And I got Brandon Cooks. And I got Mr. Larry Fitzgerald. I feel like I'm sitting pretty going into the playoffs. I feel very confident having Mahomes and Cook in my lineup. I mean, like that is a one-two punch right there that you just can't deny that when you're playing me, you got to be scared of. You gotta be. I, I am. I honestly do like get scared whenever I match up with you in any league, and I see Mahomes and Cook this year. I'm, I'm honestly terrified. Yeah. Like that. That's like at least sixty points between the two of them. And so, Montgomery, the last two weeks, put up over twenty-five points. So he's been balling. They're starting to get the run game going. The offense with Mitch Trubisky is looking way better now that he's that's... been and he's coming back. So you know, Aros been playing well. Ridley can go off for. I mean, first. I mean, you know the potential it really has. So I think the ceiling is high. TJ Hawkinson's ceiling is high for my ESPN league. Justin Jefferson's ceiling. Justin Jefferson has been balling. So that was a great draft pick. Got him in one of the last picks in the draft. So um, I, I'm happy with my team. Honestly, I think that I think that they could take it. Um, I think I think that I match up well against against other teams. So you know, we'll we'll see. That's ESPN. League Yahoo, I scraped out a uh, a buy. I have no idea how. Thank you, Scotty, for for blowing it this week. Um, <laughs> I I did not, especially with Antonio Gibson being out now. I now have Galladay, my third round pick out. Gibson, he'll probably be out next week. DeAndre Swift, who is out this week. And it's been tough with injuries in that league, but you know that's part of fantasy. And uh, I made it. I got the buy, and hopefully Swift and Galladay will be healthy come playoff time. And um, you know. We'll be we'll be sitting pretty in that league too, but we'll we'll see. All right, let's talk about the future twenty twenty fantasy football champion from the Halligang. Oh. We got oh Jesus. super flex quarterback Taysom Hill, Swiss Army knife through his first career touchdown pass in the league the other night. But so. really, really fast. Can I interrupt you really fast? No, but okay. Go <laughs> the last game, the last game, or the last game we played, you put a one twenty. And half Wait. of that was because you had Taysom Hill, yeah, at your tight end spot. He was <laughs> starting right. QB, so I just want to, I just want to point that out. All right, <laughs> without Taysom Hill, he would have been, you got, you would have been like 100, still 120 points. points. 
still, 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 <laughs> still Taysom Hill. I mean, still lost. <laughs> just, just kind of sad. Uh, Taysom Hill, Swiss Army knife. Raheem Mostert, who looked good for the first two handoffs that he got, ended up with five <laughs> points this past week. But you know, we treaded water out here. We got Raheem Mostert. We got David Johnson. You hey, know, you right. pop off. He's over his injury this year, so you know, hopefully, we got the best David Johnson going forward. Not starting him week one of the playoffs because he's playing the Bears, I think. So we got Stephon Diggs. You know, you got you got to play Stephon Diggs, one of the best route runners in the league. Josh Allen's Josh Allen's uh, number one target. We got Tyler Lockett, who's hit or miss, but you know, waiting for those waiting for those games where he just goes off. So yeah. it'll happen any minute now. <laughs> Eric Ebron, whatever. Jonathan Taylor, who's coming along. You know, pretty excited. Oh yeah, about I him. like Jonathan Taylor a lot. They have a very he has a very weak schedule coming up too. And his carries have increased over the last two weeks. So, yeah, I mean, he, he went off this past week. Um, he catches the ball. We're finally seeing Jonathan Taylor become that every, like, every down back. He do it all back. So, you know, excited about that. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna just plug in defenses. And I got the best kicker in the league, Jason Sanders from the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah. You also got Godwin on the bench. You we also got Godwin. We got Godwin. Godwin. Sorry. That was just and, my lineup. For and Micah Pittman Jr. Michael, Michael Pittman Michael, Jr. Michael, right. Michael, Michael plays for the Ducks. Fight on. So going into – so actually leading by my season as a whole, you know, drafted like ass. I looked at my team that I drafted, drafted like ass. But you know what? We're in the playoffs. So now that's – you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So we're just yeah. going to – we're going to – it's going to be an uphill battle every single week. But I'm confident. I, I think, you know, the fantasy gods are on my side. This, uh, this. Are you really confident, CJ? <laughs> No, I'm Are not. Really <laughs> going I'm, really not. <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna get. I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm gonna put up 80 points this week. So you need max max performance out of like all of his players by everybody. Yeah, literally. Are you gonna play Snell? Or are you gonna play Mostert? I'm playing my three receivers: Lockett, Diggs, and Godwin, and then I have Jonathan Taylor and Mostert for running backs. You're not, not gonna that. play David Johnson? No, they play the Bears, and I'm hoping. I'm hoping. That Taysom Hill, you know, if they give him the tight end label, if ESPN gives him the tight end label, you know, they and Drew, when, when Drew Brees happening. comes back, when Brees comes back, I think you got to, I think you got to beat Scott first before you get that. Yeah. I know, I got to, you know, but I if I do, you. look out, look out, that's gonna be a yeah. I've outscored you three hundred points this year. It ain't happening, bro. It's not. CJ, your team has to have the game of its life, and it will. And you just had that. You just had. You just had that this past week. So it's not happening two weeks. My ago. luck has run out, Jack. Is that what you're? Yeah. That what you're saying? You can't do it. You can't do it. But this is the playoffs, man. Anything the can playoffs. happen in the playoffs. Hey, you just. Oh yeah, you literally just got to be better than them one week. That's it. One week. Exactly. I got favorable matchups. I feel good. I feel good. All right. Any any last words from our fantasy segment for today? Yeah, did what, what are we looking like in the Yahoo League? Did you make the uh ah okay that? on a serious note? I actually don't know. No, I, I didn't know. make it. Hell no, he did it. not make the playoffs. Hey, chill, <laughs> chill. You know what? Let me let me say this then about my Yahoo League. I'm four and nine in my Yahoo League. The QB graveyard, CJ Lomboy. The QB graveyard because every QB that plays on my team is just gonna you suck. Went, did you go five and eight in that league too? Four and nine. I actually had a better league, better record with my worst team, but uh, yeah, in the twelve man league, Kyler Murray kind of screwed me, aka screwing DeAndre Hopkins. Um, no, that's okay. I was just I was just wondering. So Scott, I'm probably, I'm probably gonna have to play you week two in both or in in semis in both playoffs, huh? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I just have to get past Adam because his team's his team is actually the one team I'm actually worried about this entire playoffs. Like I was going through everyone else's team, and Adam has Derrick Henry, and they he plays who do they play? Jacksonville, and their defense is crap. So like he has a lot of favorable matchups next week. So that's the one team I really just have to get by. Damn, he um, but after that, I think I, honestly, like my team is low key kind of scary in in Yahoo. I think <laughs> you know I got I got. The the best duo in in fantasy right now. I got Herbert and Keenan Allen. <laughs> I got DK. I got JT. I got Kelsey Thielen as my flex. Like my team, my receiver. I definitely have the best receivers in the league in the in the league for sure. All that I, all that I have to say is, even though I didn't make the playoffs, thank God I did not give Scott CMC. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're we're all we're all thankful for that. It's okay. I got Eckler. CMC is like an infinity stone. The last. I mean, he he basically highway robber robbed uh, Taylor Taylor. Eckler, but that's okay. And and guess and guess who ended up beating me because of that trade? (laughs) Guess who beat me because of that trade though? Ryan Taylor. 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 Loki been popping off. I'm telling you, it was not a bad deal for him. Jack had guys. Just just to mind you, going into the last couple of weeks, Jack had probably the easiest schedule in our league to make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't understand how you didn't make it, and I did. That's kind of sad. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. My team. I just... got lucky. <laughs> Jack's fuming. Anyways, we can move on. Phase. All right, moving on. We're going to talk about you know not fantasy sports, but real sports. So NBA season, like we've mentioned in the past, is coming up pretty soon, uh, in about two weeks. So ESPN came out with the worst list I've actually ever seen of all time. Like, so, actually, the worst list I have ever seen. <laughs> like, this is insane. Like, I'm scrolling through this, and I'm like, what? There is a lot to unpack here with this list, but uh, uh, how do we want to do this? Scott, do you want to read off the... No, I'll just read off some things that kind of stand out. That uh, I'll read off some some rankings here that actually kind of stand out, and then we'll talk about it. Yep. Okay, so uh, hmm. let's, hear, let's start off with this one. DeMar DeRozan, you know, multi-time all-star... You know, he is pat he is towards the end of his prime or maybe even past his prime. You know, he's getting up there in age. He is 82 in the ESPN 100 ESPN 100. But above him, I think this is a good like a good marker. This is how we can have our conversation. So above DeMar, right, right, we got John Wall who hasn't touched the basketball in 2 years. Hasn't hasn't stepped on an NBA court in a game in 2 years at 81. You know, we got um who else is above him? Duncan, Duncan Hero. Robinson. Duncan Robinson's above yeah, he, him? Yes. Duncan Robinson's number 75. It's crazy, bro. You have one you have one good season. You're automatically a top 100 player. What the fuck? We got, we got, okay. That's, let's talk about this one too. Cause this is, this is probably the big one. You got D'Angelo Russell at 69 and D'Angelo Russell's a good player. Okay, He's nice. You know, he was hurt a lot last year, uh, but above him, you got Tyler Hero at 59. Crazy, okay, bro. how do we feel about Tyler Hero being ranked above Demar and Dude, I don't think he's that good yet. Like, uh-uh. I mean, that's a high ranking for one that's season. Really of high. That's really for one high. season of basketball. Like, I, I would, I would not put him higher than Demar Derozan and like probably D'Angelo. Like, I would not put him above those guys. No, like, I agree. He should not be three, three. I mean, for Christ's sake, like. He should be. I mean, I don't. Lonzo being at fifty four blows my mind. Okay, yeah, and then but, here's well, continuing on. But we got above Tyler Hero. We got Zach Levine, who was a borderline, was like a fringe all star last year, 
at 56, right? I think Zach that's Levine, super low. Yeah, Zach Levine he should be top, top 40, I think. Top 40, yeah. Yeah. And then above him, we got Lonzo Ball, which, you know, that's the biggest surprise to me. Where do you I, have him, CJ? And and be honest. Okay. I before I actually I didn't realize how many like like players actually play in the league that we could actually like qualify for this list. I I boldly and you know this is probably wrong. I said he doesn't belong in the top 100 because I honestly don't. Fact, he bro. just he has doesn't. not. What do you mean, fact? He, he's not a top 100 basketball player in the league right now. But no, but he did have a really good before the shutdown. He had a really good year. But I mean, he just. What do you mean? He's not top 100, bro. Lonzo Ball. I think he is top 100. I just don't no think way. he's 54. I think he's easily a top 60 player. Easily 60. Yes, I think he's in the 80s. 80s. I think he's definitely a top 60 player, and he is potential to be better. You tell me Lonzo is better than Zach Levine. You tell me he's better than D'Angelo I mean, Russell. You tell me he's better than, than DeMar. You better than DeMar DeRozan? <laughs> Tyler Hero does not belong Christian in the field. Well, honestly, DeMar DeRozan's year wasn't, like, fantastic by any means. Oh, I was, I was just going to say DeMar, because this is based upon, I'm assuming, last year solely. Like, this isn't taking career into into account or anything like that, right? Well, actually, it says here ESPN.com predicts the top players in the season, but I don't even think oh, Lonzo's pre- going to have so a better know, year. Oh, so this is a prediction. But I still don't think he's like okay, – even so if this it's a prediction. This, this, even though this has to do with last year, this is this is a prediction. So that's way different. So saying yeah, that – Yeah, wait, hold put, up. Hold up. Putting, putting Tyler Hero as like further ahead might actually make sense because if you're looking – It don't make sense. It does not yeah, make yes, sense. Yes, it – yeah, no, no, it it does, it it does, it does, it does. It makes complete sense because not to take, put him that high though. He well, can but be on this the is list. again, this is a prediction. This isn't, this isn't, this isn't solely based upon last year. This has to go into this year. So okay. I can yeah. see. I, I, yeah. So now I see why John Wall's in there. Number one, I see why John Wall's in there. Number two, Tyler Hero definitely deserves, I think, a top sixty spot because we definitely see 60, how much we 60. definitely. We, we definitely we definitely see the development of an extremely well balanced player, very very good shooter. He knows the game extremely well, and I think we're going to see a lot of development over the next year with him. You Same think, with Lonzo. Do you, you think he's on for a better season than Dennis Schroeder? Um, where's Dennis going again? Where do you he's go? He's at seventy nine, and he's going to the Lakers. Okay. Uh, well, his role is going to be a lot less at the Lakers. You think? Because he was a six man. Uh, in Oklahoma, yeah, but still, he's on the Lakers. Like that's a that's a very LeBron and Anthony Davis driven. Yeah, roster. but he'll be like a true number three on that team. Mm. Though. He'll be a for sure twenty points a night. I mean, it's hard to say. Mm. I mean, I I, ha- I have Schroeder. I mean, Schroeder is he was the runner up six man of the year. I easily I would put him a top sixty. Uh, I think I think at the end of the day, I think Tyler Hero is going to have a bigger role at Miami than Dennis Schroeder is going to have it. In in uh, L.A., they're both number I don't three. Know. I just think you know. I think with Hero, I think he needs another off. I think he needs like a a longer off season. I think with a lot of players, really need a longer off season. So I just don't, you know, I don't really don't see how big of a jump you can make from, you know, August, which is probably when the last game that they, that he played until was it December. Yeah, he, he he balled out. He played really well. He hit his rhythm and he was balling out. And like a longer off season could be. Worse for detrimental, him. yeah, know. detrimental to where like the beginning of the season, he it, it's gonna be easier for him to pick up where he left off, just because that Miami Heat roster really didn't change. I mean, they lost like one guy, I think, Jay Crowder. Yeah, yeah. I but, mean, they're both yeah, number so. three options. So, and 
here's what I stand on D'Angelo. On D'Angelo, though, I, I think, he, you know, he came from Golden State towards the middle of the year, I think by the trade deadline last year. Um, he's going to finally get his first year with one of his buddies, Carl Anthony Towns, and he really didn't have Cat last year because of injury and then the shutdown and then even get a chance to play in the bubble. So I think, you know, you really having him at 69 is just way too low. You're playing that way, way too safe. Low. Well, let's let's be real here though. What's one thing that we figured out through Jimmy Butler's success at Miami? Cat is still a good player. I think Wiggins is the bigger problem. But I think we've yeah. learned that Cat is actually a big problem as far as, you know, as far as a teammate standard goes. You know what I mean? I feel like, like we always we always problem. thought we always thought like Jimmy Butler was a problem, but was it truly Carol Anthony Towns? D'Lo and Cat have a relationship too, like outside. That of is true, and I think that will definitely affect their play together. You know, but I just want to get back on this topic, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. All right, like if this is projections, there's no way he should be. He, I, I actually believe that he's a top sixty player in the league going into the year because you're gonna have a healthy Zion. And those two are going to help each other. They're going to help each other's game so much. Zion's going to help Lonzo's development. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely have him in the top 60. I completely agree with you on this one, Scott. Dude, I don't know why you guys think Lonzo is so good. I never said that he's that good. I just said he's going to be a top 60 player. I think he's going to be like a top three point guard in the league at one point in his career. It's just not going to happen. Oh, he, I think, I think he I will be. He's not top three. He'll be a top 10. He one hundred percent has the potential to be top five at some point. If he really, if he put up a triple double, if he, if and he the difference to between potential and like actually doing it. Yeah, but we saw him play I mean, he has, a pretty good season before, like, uh, like you guys are saying before the uh, shutdown. His shots are getting better too. He has the. Know, I'm not. I'm not sold on Lonzo yet. His shots are getting better. <laughs> so this is Lonzo's fourth year in the league, right? And here is my assessment on Lonzo Ball. So. When he was when he was with the Lakers, I don't think he was surrounded with a coach that would just let him just do his thing. Like Luke would just would not let him play the like the minutes he needed to develop, right? And then last year, Alvin Gentry was just kind of like the same way. And uh, you know, I just don't think like nothing's really going to be helping him this year because they got they have uh, Eric Bledsoe there. They just drafted a rookie point guard. Um, you know, it's just I don't I that don't think it's going to be helping. Traded, didn't he? There they have another one, um, Kira Lewis from. Alabama, but um, it's just things are just not not in his favor right now. The backcourt is kind of crowded. Uh, he does have Zion, which is a good thing. Yeah, but if he's so good, then it shouldn't matter if the backcourt is. Crowded. They're putting. I don't. I'm. I'm not saying. I don't think he's rated 54 by any means. I think okay. he should be around 70, 80. But the. Uh, I just think with Lonzo, um, I think this is putting this is putting either going to be a very accurate prediction, and he just has his breakout year this year. And I really hope that he does because, you know, he is talented enough to be a top ten point guard, like Scott said. Like Scott yeah. said, but, um, you know, this could be a target on his back. You know, he could be. This could be actually be setting himself up for failure. You know, he's he has been ranked higher before. This is a projection, so I'm actually curious. Like, what do people know that we don't about Lonzo? So, I think I think I really do think that the whole Zion thing factors into this. You know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. One more. One more player that I want to talk to you guys about before we actually like move on to. Kyrie and LeBron, but um, John Wall, like he got traded to Houston this past or like, a week ago for Russell Westbrook. I'm curious, how do you guys see him coming back after two years? I think it depends if James Harden's there or not. Because like, 
Oh, he's John, leaving. John Wall is kind of like low key a very similar player to Russell Westbrook. Like low key. But he like, can shoot. Yeah, but like how like is he a good shooter? Like I wouldn't put him in a category as a compared good to Russ, the man's like right now. Yeah, compared to Russ, he's better, but like so I'm interested to see how he's gonna do if Harden is there and if Harden isn't. Because like Harden's gonna want his shots and like with Bradley Beal, he was more off the ball. So like John Wall could kind of handle the ball and like take it up the court and like do his thing a lot. And like Harden's not going to be as friendly with that because we know, but Harden wants out. So I'm interested to see how that relationship works if Harden stays. And if he doesn't, then I think John Wall is going to be very similar to how he was in Washington before his injury. It's tough because John Wall relies so much on that speed and athleticism, you know, and I don't know how well he's going to do with coming off that injury. I just want him to be healthy. I just want to have a. Mm-hmm. I just want him to have a full a full year to just see him back on the court again, you know, because I haven't seen him on the court in two years. I don't no. remember the last time he's had a full healthy season either. Like usually he gets some sort of injury. It felt like for a while. John Wall was a top five point guard in the league before he got hurt, but this is an injury that, to me, I'm trying to think of guys who have had Achilles injuries and came back, you know, you know, as effective. I don't think you're you're definitely not going to come back as effective as you were, but I mean, bro, you gotta you gotta, learn, you gotta relearn how to walk. Like this yeah. man was all about his athleticism, and now it's like he's literally starting from like square negative five. Yeah, I just don't I don't I don't know where he's gonna how he's gonna come back coming off of coming off an Achilles injury. Given of how hard he plays, how fast of a player he is, how's that gonna affect his game? He's gonna have to you know become more skilled, become more of a shooter, uh, more of a distributor. And when I think of Achilles injuries, I just think of, I think of Kobe Bryant's injury, and he never really came back uh, the same. You know, he was injury plagued. He was older, but you know, I'm a little worried. You know, in Achilles injuries, you don't really come back the same. And Boogie was the same way. You know, Kevin Durant's coming off an Achilles injury, so it's something to keep an eye on um, going forward. So, yeah. yeah. Just a quick question though, Scott is that is there anybody else on that list that like stands out to you? Patrick Beverly at number ninety. <laughs> That low key pisses me off because, like, <laughs> I, guess, I guess all you have to do to crack the top 100 list is play some defense and talk shit, bro. <laughs> oh God. I think with this list though, it's like there you got ESPN is definitely creating buzz. It's, truthfully, um, you know, I don't. I think the hero, the hero pick at what was it, 59, was just to create buzz. It was recency bias, I think, a little bit. He is a talented player, but I think there is a little bit of recency bias there. Um, you know, John Wall coming back, they want to just create some buzz. So I don't know. I don't know. I also like every I I, 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 I hate Patrick Beverly as much as the next guy, but I, you do have to appreciate his tenacity on the court in a way. No, I mean he does bring he don't no, don't get me wrong, he does bring a lot of energy and he can definitely be like that spark for that team with Kawhi who's not in vocal. But like I don't see him he doesn't have much of an offensive game. He does. I mean, I don't he know. He really he score the ball. He really just plays defense, which is not for, bad. But like, yeah, I feel like that. people that play defense, only defense and like talking stuff, don't deserve to be top hundred. For what his job is, he does a great job at it. You know, yeah. For yeah. what he's there on the team for, he's probably the best at pissing people off. Really quickly, I just think Pat Bev is just he's just too popular of a player. Like people know about him. He's got he's a very 
Uh, he got a lot of notoriety around his name. So ESPN just said, you know, screw it. Let's just throw his name in there. So uh, that's, just, that's just why I think they put him in there. I don't really believe he's a top 100 player. But, yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, LeBron James hopped on Channing Fryer and Richard Jefferson's podcast the other day, the other night. Um, and he addressed a lot of, like, he actually answered a lot of hard-hitting questions. He came out and had a lot of sound bites. And I'm interested. You know, this could, this could spark some debate. Let's see. Um you know, but the one thing that really stood out to me was a couple months back, Kyrie was on Kevin Durant's podcast, and he said, I can finally look down the bench and see somebody who can hit a shot, a clutch shot, and I can feel comfortable with him shooting it. And, you know, a lot of people were speculating that was a shot at LeBron James. And then LeBron came out the other day and said, you know, all I really wanted to do was just see Kyrie succeed. I wanted him to be, you know, a, an MVP at some point. You know, a lot of people are reading it into – you know, LeBron is has a lot of class. He's taking it with class. A lot of people read it as Kyrie not, you know, reading it. You guys are reading into it, but I don't know. I I personally see it as a shot to LeBron. What do you guys think? And, you know, how do you think LeBron handled it? What do you guys – what is your guys' opinion on Kyrie Irving as a player? Um, well, I guess I'll start off with the Kyrie Irving as a player. I think he was the perfect sidekick for LeBron, number one. Um, number two uh, – Honestly, Kyrie just says a lot of outrageous stuff, and I think he just he just had one of his moments, you know. Um, you know, it. I think it was a shot at LeBron, definitely. Um, you know, I think he's a little salty towards him, I guess, in ways. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. What do somebody said. Somebody. I was listening to a podcast. Part of my take, Barstool Sports, right? And somebody, uh, one of the one of the guys on the podcast. His name's like PMT. He went and said, if Kyrie Irving was around in the 20s, he'd be like a witch. People would see him as a witch because he says some, just, just some dumb shit. So, he I mean, does say some bad stuff, bro. Like, not bad, but like just some dumb stuff. Like, the earth is flat. Like, don't get me don't get me wrong. Like, <laughs> remember his comment about the Milwaukee Bucks floor and how they did like the retro floor and they're like, dude, we can't be playing on wood that old. It's not good for the knee. <laughs> what? <laughs> No Go ahead, way. Scott. What were you saying? No, I was just gonna say, like, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Like, he's an yeah. all-star. All he is accolades. He's a champion. But like, if you really believe that the Earth is flat, like, I really just don't care what you have to say, especially <laughs> especially when it has to do with like LeBron. Like, yes, yes, you can make the argument KD's clutcher than LeBron. But I mean, also, I don't know if you guys heard this, but LeBron said that AD is like more skilled than. Kyrie, oh, for his size, yeah, it was a lot in that, yeah, and also in that same podcast. Damn. I mean, there, there, there is an argument though to make. Like, there was a point in time where LeBron, like, like LeBron, career wise, his his like clutch percentage of shooting, like his shooting percentage in the clutch, is not very good, like at all. Really, I actually thought it was pretty high. There was, there, there were like some more advanced in his career where people like that was his knock. It was literally like LeBron is not clutch. Like people, that was his big knock. And no, so, like, I, I mean, it like if I'm Kyrie, like, why are you like, why are you saying that? I there's two ways you could take it. Like, Kyrie could either be taking a shot at LeBron, or you could just be saying like, "Hey, Katie's clutch. Like, he's made clutch shots. I'm excited to play with him." It just Katie's a better shooter. <laughs> like, of course, I think, Katie's a better here's, shooter. I think you know to address Ryan's point, I don't think it was a matter of LeBron is not a clutch shooter. It was a matter of LeBron didn't want to take the clutch shot to begin with. But yeah. he kind of grew into that, um, you know, as his career went on. But um, yeah, there are actually some advanced stats that LeBron is actually a clutch, more clutch shooter. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like that's like Twitter. So I mean, like read into it however however much you want to read into it. But um, yeah, I just think it was super childish, and it's kind of sad to see. Like LeBron is always trying to make amends with Kyrie. You see it at the games, right? He like every year he tries to draft him on his All Star team, mm-hmm. and you know it's LeBron is. I think it's just yeah. jealousy, to be honest. Yeah. yeah it's just, and, you know, I just you hate to see it because Kyrie, like when you watch Kyrie play, I watched his 2016 highlights like earlier, you know, earlier this year and like the in the final. And this guy was just balling. And I was just like, it looked like it looked like they could win more, multiple championships. I thought with the year they lost to KD's Warriors, I thought they were going to run it back and win at least one. But, you know, just Kyrie has kind of just lost his mind a little bit. I don't know. I mean, ever since he left Cleveland, he's been doing that, dude. Like he was talking smack. Like he's kind of the reason there was beef with them when he went to Boston and then he was still talking smack. And then now he's in Brooklyn and he's finally getting his opportunity. Like, I, I, I mean, I hope for his sake he can ball out because I, like the con- the comment just really was kind of unnecessary. <laughs> I think he's just salty. I honestly, I, this is how I think about it. I really think that he was just salty with like how LeBron left when he left to Miami, like when uh, Kyrie first got drafted, like, I feel like there's something else that w- goes into him, like talking down on LeBron. That's just like my opinion, because like you have to think about it. Like, wasn't Kyrie like a rookie when LeBron left or something? No, nah, I was like, he like, was in the league. He was like he was younger, league, like two or three years. All right, mm-hmm. like I don't know. I just feel like you, you see, you like you see, you see LeBron go win a couple championships, and then you come back, and then he comes back. So I feel like I don't know. Kyrie was just all butthurt. No, LeBron left, then Ky- then Cleveland had a bad year, and then in response to the bad year, they got the first-round pick and drafted Ky- Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, that was right. That's right, Jack. But, yeah, okay. uh, well, that couldn't have any beef then with... No, I just think it was this. It was this. Kyrie was there. Kyrie was a star for three years without LeBron in Cleveland. But, you know, that team was ass. That team was just losing games, right? Alonzo G and Dion Waiters or whatever. And then... um. LeBron comes. LeBron comes, and people thought it'd be a hand and glove fit. You got the future, and you got now, right? And then I just, I just don't know. I, I, if you're a yeah, third-year yeah, player, Kyrie's team to LeBron's team. But yeah, he, he thought it was just the changing of the guard, and it was like, bro, you can work together. It's Batman and Robin. You know, you're you're the you're the future, and LeBron is the present. You guys can just work together. And I don't know. Every single, every since then, he's had some resentment apparently, but it's tragic. I don't know. So another interesting thing that came out of that interview is LeBron actually going out and saying, I want to get your guys' opinion on this. He went out and said that he won the two most difficult championships in NBA history. One of them being in 2016 with the 3-1 Warriors, uh, 3-1 Warriors uh, comeback and the other one being the bubble. And I'm curious because I already know I, I already know how Jack feels the about bubble? this. Being the, one Why of the are you toughest talking like that? You don't know what they were going through. One they of the, were in that bubble for 96 days, I, bro. Well, I, I can tell you right now that the Dallas Mavericks definitely had a tougher time. Tougher than, championship? Than, okay. Than, this than, is than, the bubble, than, the, than the bubble, especially. The bubble was not a tough one. They beat the horrible Blazers. Horrid blazers i mean but you have on. to think of That's all a- the outside stuff going yes. on jack you have to think about being in your just stuck on a campus like being stuck at disneyland for 90 days yep. no family nothing like that you have all the stuff going on with all the police brutality and shit so you, like that has- tips being stuck up your nostrils every single day right 
Yeah, bro, like, tested. Think about this stuff. You cannot There's tell me that was a tough championship. Jack. You cannot tell me that was a tough championship. Okay, how is it not tough? How is it come not on. tough? They come that. on, look at look at their. You guys have the, some uh, bias in this though, because the Lakers won. No, well, no, 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 bias, no. Bro, for anyone, whoever would have came out as a champion, I would have res- so much respect. I respect yeah. the Heat for di- being in there for as long as the Lakers were. Exactly. Ryan, what do you think? Do you think the bubble was? Uh, First of all, do you let's talk about 2016 first? Okay, we'll talk about the bubble. No, later, no, no, no. Let's go back to the bubble. Let's go back to the bubble. I don't put an asterisk. I don't put an asterisk next to the champion. Like I don't think that that's fair. I mean, the like the Lakers won. They deserved it. They they won the championship. Um, and like it's just kind of with the circumstances that we've had this year. Like I don't know if it was any harder or any less because although they were in a bubble, like their families were able to come, so they were with their families. Like until like the last like two like, weeks. When you come in the playoffs, like I mean, are these NBA players really going anywhere outside their home or like to get food during the NBA playoffs? Like probably not. They're probably not going to clubs and stuff unless you're J.R. Smith. So, I mean, like I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna put an asterisk next to it, but like. They also got a long break, right? They got a long break in between, so they were able to get healthy before the bubble, where like usually they wouldn't because they'd have games going on. So like it's different circumstances. So like I, I don't know if you can really say it was easier or not, but I mean I think you got to look at the team. Like I'm not looking at the outside circumstances. I'm looking at the teams that they had to play basketball wise. Who, which, which would be the harder match matchups and all that? And like I don't know. I mean Jack clearly thinks no, it was easier. You guys think yes, it was harder. I, I I personally don't know. I think but, I wouldn't say to... I didn't say it was easier. I just don't think it's one of the toughest we've ever seen in history. Like they, there's no way that's even in the top ten toughest championship wow, games in NBA no, history. Zach, Some I people will say know. it's number oh, come one. On. That's crazy. Was seriously, bro. I feel like we like we can talk about it all we want, but like we didn't experience that. You know? Yeah. Every every single team was going through the same thing though. So it's not like the Lakers were some sort of like lone experience that they're the only ones who experience every single team was going through it so not one team had it worth heard it off which is why i said i i I respect the heat for being there too but like there's so many factors that went into this whole bubble play and like like no home crowd freaking advantage like lebron was saying that like they're in a gym an empty ass gym and it's just quiet you know from from our point of view as viewers like they they put in all the music. They had like the Zoom and stuff like that. But they were saying there's no energy in that arena. Like it was up to them to bring that energy. So I feel like there's so many factors that go into it. And I, I I'm I'm definitely I definitely believe that this is a easily the top three hardest championship. They were the clear favorites. They lost a total of one, two, three. Favorites. Yes, they were. The Clippers were. The Clippers well, were the favorite. They, they lost. <laughs> What do you mean, to, Jack? They lost to the they lost to the Nuggets. So we just a hate. Jack, it's not about the teams though. It's about the circumstances. Yeah, the you got to put yourself into their situation. You're lo- you're in a hotel room. You're you're in a you see the same four walls every single <laughs> every single day for ninety days, right? You okay. eat the same hotel food. You're away from your families. Okay, you can't just tell a, a person to play basketball for ninety days. They get around away from their families, and yes, they're millionaires. I understand that, but bro, um, it's it's unfamiliar territory. You, you, there's no there's no like there's no blueprint to winning in the bubble. You had to figure out you had to figure out how to do it yourself, and to win it in as dominant fashion as they did. If you're in the NBA, don't you think that you should be able to when when it's time to play, like you 
Like you can turn the switch on and play basketball. Not when you're playing for four straight months and you have like 80 plus games in a year. There's going to be games. There's going to be practices where you don't want to practice. You don't want to play. You're practicing in a ballroom. Your crowd has a lot to do with that. The crowd's the one that brings the energy every okay, night. But then but then you don't have to go against the money. Uh, away crowd. What? You, you don't have the away crowd to deal with. You don't have the. That. For the but that's still energy. That's still energy. That's the whole point. But then neither team has it to feed off of. So it's. I don't know. That's a good point. There's no. That's, diff- my, that's my whole point, Jack. Like, I'm not even talking about the Lakers. I'm talking about just the circumstances. Like, whoever, like, even freaking whoever got knocked out before the playoffs, like, being in there for a month or however long they were in there for. Like, I just respect them for even doing that. The Suns clearly enjoyed it. We'll go back to the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, I I see you guys' point. Like, I I definitely would put it up there, like, when you tailor in all the outside factors. But, I mean, it just – I think, like, it depends how you look at it. You know, like, are you looking at just pure basketball? Like, this is who they played? Or are you looking at the outside factors and everything that comes in? No crowd, no anything like that. Because it did play an advantage to the lower seed, the away, quote-unquote, away team, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think I don't think any of us can know unless we Experience. go interview one of these guys and I'm like, hey, like, what is this harder? Was it not? Like, I mean, <laughs> we have no idea, bro. Like, <laughs> All right, but I, mean, I'm curious. I am curious, Jack. What makes you say that the Mavericks run was tougher than this bubble run? Because they were the obvious, and I'm going strictly on the NBA Finals. I'm talking purely basketball. He's talking team. I, he's, I think I think Jack is talking about who they go up against. So that would make sense. But like, I think LeBron, when he was stating that, he was definitely talking. He was like adding in all of the factors. Like he made that clear in the podcast. Let me ask you this: if the if the Lakers say went to like six games each series as opposed to five, or seven games each series as opposed to five, would you give us the would you give them the nod saying that was like a more difficult? Yeah, it was obviously it was obviously a more difficult championship run, but they didn't face <sighs> that hard of opposition. All right. I guess we can agree to every, disagree. Every, everybody, everybody had the same exact standards going through the bubble. Every single team. Nobody was different. Every so that means team, that means the probability just like it evens out a little bit more. So I would just think that makes it more even. It makes it completely even. CJ, CJ, Nobody has an advantage. No, no, Nobody. Like what Jack is saying is you got to forget about all the extra factors. He's saying when they line up on the basketball court, looking at the talent on the other side of the floor, he is saying that the run that the Lakers had this year is not as tough as that run in 2016. That's what he's saying. He's not saying with all the extra factors and stuff. Let let that go. That's what LeBron is saying. That's my point. Yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah. But it doesn't. At the end of the day, but that doesn't matter. You guys are saying no, Jack. You're wrong. I'm just saying. Listen to what he's saying. Take away all those extra factors. He's not talking about the factors. He's just talking about purely they lined up on the basketball court. This was the talent on the other side of the court. It's a different Jack, like it's a different story. If Jack was saying with all the factors and all that, then no, like, like that's not what he's saying. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I just think I just think because it's unprecedented and we've never seen anything like an NBA bubble. I just think that makes it more impressive. I understand the competition level may not have been like Kobe's Lakers or LeBron's Heat, but you know, I think it's still impressive. I just hey, we can agree know. to disagree. But what do you guys think about the yeah. seventy three nine Warriors? How do you? What do you think about what? Where were you? Was that impressive at all or not? Nah? That I think that's number one. It was impressive. Um, definitely unfortunate for the Warriors to have a few 
injuries in that series to kind of like hinder them a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, they obviously should have never lost. So, you know, you got to give props to that Cavaliers team and especially Kyrie for stepping it up in the second <laughs> half. hate on LeBron right now. Uh, <laughs> you were just talking smack okay. on Kyrie like 20 minutes ago. Wait, but, but can't you agree? The reason why uh, they the second half of that series, Kyrie stepping up is the reason why the Lakers won. I mean, the Cavaliers won. He was averaging forty plus with LeBron each game. What are you talking about? What, oh, are, you yeah, laugh, yeah. what are you laughing about? Seriously, what are you laughing about? Tell me laughing. that I'm wrong. <laughs> tell me, seriously, look at me in the face and tell me I'm wrong. I'm not even laughing. He had a great Come series. On. <laughs> like, don't laugh. It's true. Jack, why is your voice getting so high, bro? Because I'm stating facts here, and you guys are laughing. Look at me. Yeah. Look at me in the eyes. I will look you in the eyes. I'm looking you in the eyes right now. You're wrong. No, I'm not. (laughs) You asked me to do it, and I did it, and I wasn't laughing. Yeah. On paper, the Warriors are the best team of all time. I think think that was definitely the number one hardest championship ever. For sure. And and honestly, I wanted the Warriors to win. I did too. Like – after seeing that, like this is the best team they broke MJ's record. They went seventy three and nine. They quote unquote changed basketball with their style of play. They're coming off of a championship. Like I don't know. That's I mean not like that's that's pretty. They came back from a three one. The three one deficit's the most impressive thing in my eyes against. And that's that. the first team to do it. Yeah, in the yeah, yeah. I mean that's I think yeah. that's really what sets that finals apart from everything else is that that comeback. Yeah. So I th- I'm going to put it out there that I obviously think that it's very impressive, but at the same time I want to ask what what's your guys' opinion on the Warriors beating them the year before in 2015? Like wh- where does that stand? Like do you guys think it it's not as important because Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt in that series? I don't not not a, I think it was important. It was still like a championship. But it was... No. No, a championship, championship. No, hell no. Yeah, hell this, no. this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say because you know how I feel about the Warriors <laughs> and their fan base. Mostly. <laughs> I, I will discredit that championship as long as they discredit that three to one deficit championship because they had injuries. All of their championships, they did not go through an entire, an entire playoffs. By playing the best teams with a full healthy roster, Chris Paul got hurt. You know, players on the Cavs got hurt. I don't care. So I'm not going to discredit the championship. But if some Warriors fan comes up and discredits the Cavaliers for winning, or whatever, I will come at them right. I'll come at them hot and tell them you didn't win a championship playing healthy teams either. So don't give me that shit. Are you referring to the Raptors one or the Cavs one? Because the He's Raptors one, the Cavs one. Playing. I'm referring playing. to the Cavs one. Oh, I thought the Raptors one makes sense too. But. Raptors, well, does the Raptors one too. Sense. Both, I mean, all, yeah. all of their championships. Like, I literally, I, I've had this discussion with Warriors fans before, and they just like <laughs> look at me with like a blank stare. Like, you're wrong. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, Kevin Durant gets hurt, and all of a sudden, you know, every you know, life is horrible. Everything's against you. You know, we should have won. They don't deserve the championship. Yet you play teams with like one good player left on the roster and you beat them and you think you guys are like the greatest team in history. Get like get out of here. <laughs> I ran on Warriors. Sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> I feel that. I, feel I mean, that. there's no yeah, there's definitely no debate. Like if if the Warriors were healthy in twenty eighteen, like they were easily, easily three peat. Well, of course. Give me twenty nine twenty nineteen. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, right? Oh. 
17, 18, 19. I'll never discredit a championship unless you come at me with something like that. Like, oh, injuries, like, or it, the discussion that we just had. Because every single team has to deal with them every single year. Yeah, every well, right. Year. And, like, I don't know. That's just that's just where I stand on that take with the Warriors situation. Draymond's dumbass got ejected and, like, suspended for game six or something like that. Yeah, LeBron also had a little bit of say in that one. Let's yeah, be honest so, here, though. <laughs> that's cap. That's cap. That's oh, cap. Come, on, come on, come on, get him out of there for a come game. on. Let's let's come let's on. be honest here. Bro, he did it multiple times. Wait, what do you say, Jack Scotty? He's thinking. He's thinking. LeBron had some say to Adam Silver when Draymond kicked oh Stephen. Oh my Adam. gosh, Jack, you are such a hater. <laughs> well, I'm just Every episode it's something with you, man. <laughs> God. <laughs> Last episode you were hitting on Greek. Now you're hitting on Greek. Hey, I'm, Jack. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just Jack, saying. Jack, you're on, you're in the NBA you. finals. Someone on the other team kicks you guys in the nuts. You're not <laughs> expecting a one game suspension. Are you talking about? Are you talking about what got him suspended for that game? Well, yeah, he kicked but him the in the nuts. Did, no, he didn't. Do you not remember what happened on that play? Oh, yeah, he just fell backwards, bro. Come no, on. no, Ryan, the play that got him kicked out is because LeBron stepped over him and he went to, like, swat him away and happened to catch LeBron a little bit, and LeBron freaked out, Come and on. so he got teed up. That's all I'm going to say. Because that that okay the 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 purposeful the pers- the purposeful kicks yes should be teed up completely but that last one that he got teed up for never should have happened LeBron got him ejected for that game that's all that's what I'm gonna say about that well LeBron, the Warriors obviously still should have won like uh, there's no count about that like we're gonna credit LeBron to winning the series but I'm just gonna say that you know in those situ- in that situation. LeBron kind of overreacted and kind of, you know, got a, got a Draymond ejected. That's okay. it. Like everyone knows the NBA. NBA players like that. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron is a drama queen. At the end of the day, LeBron's a drama queen. So, you know, LeBron, let's, let's be real. You here. can't deny that. He does flop. Yeah, everyone does. flops. What do you I'm, think? I'm not saying not everyone flops. I'm just saying he flops. CP3 so. is the biggest flopper I have Who? ever seen. CP3. Oh, yes. 100%. Oh, my gosh. One hundred percent. Him and Harden and all those guys. Harden, they yeah. all about being a drama queen. Shoot. Yeah, CP3 is bad. You were crying that you didn't make the playoffs. I'm playing. I'm playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, everyone. That's gonna do it for today's episode. Uh, got to talk some fantasy football. Got to talk about the ESPN projected top one hundred. Uh, we're definitely gonna follow up on that in the near future. Got to talk about LeBron James's comments on the Channing Fry and Richard Jefferson podcast. Some very interesting content there. Uh, be on the lookout for some more, you know, NBA previews. Yeah, the season is about two to three weeks away. Two weeks uh, away gonna, on the dot. It is. Good point, Ryan. Thank you. You know, we're gonna have a very special holiday episode for y'all. You know, during as we approach Christmas time. So, uh, until then, we will see you on the next episode. See you later. Peace out.